This Week in Startups is brought to you by LinkedIn. More than the world's largest professional network, it's also a better way to find great talent. Go to linkedin.com slash twist and get a $50 credit toward your first job post. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a bonus episode of This Week in Startups. This is a secret bonus episode. I want to talk to you today about low burn rate culture, the low burn rate mindset. This is a piece that I'm writing. I thought I would share it with you early. No agenda here other than to get your feedback, which you can do by emailing me, jason at calacanis.com, and you can ask me your questions about this essay, which is going to be in my next book. But I thought I'd release it here, do a little experiment uh, on my iTunes feed, and just give the podcast a little early look at a chapter. And the name of this chapter currently is The Low Burn Rate Mindset. All right, so let's get started, shall we? Founders I've worked with are frequently flummoxed by the advice they get around their burn rate. Your burn rate is how much money you lose every month, and it's important because it defines how much runway you have. Burn rate is a term that applies to funded startups, those that have the luxury of raising investments before they generate revenue. Most tech startups that are funded are pre-revenue, but some have revenue turned on from the start. The equation for burn rate in a pre-revenue startup is simple. Your burn rate is what you spend every month. Now, your runway is dividing the amount of cash you have in your bank account by the amount you burn each month. In a simple example, let's imagine you're running a startup called The Gallant Company which is pre-revenue and hopes to make concierge service that helps hotels manage their guests' wants and desires. Your mother was a general manager of a charming, highly rated boutique hotel in Manhattan, which was too small to have a dedicated concierge, and your father was the concierge at the Four Seasons, and he fell in love with your mother when they were at an industry networking event. You worked summers and winter breaks doing different jobs at each hotel. And you went to the hotel management school at Cornell before joining Ernst & Young's Hospitality Consultancy, where you wrote strategy papers for seven years before getting your MBA at night at Fordham University near Lincoln Center. You've got the idea for the Gallant, you got the idea for the Gallant Company after hearing over and over again that concierges were outdated and slow. And you tested your SMS-based 24-hour-a-day virtual concierge program with your friends who told you it was life-changing. Your early research allowed you to recruit some co-founders who built a prototype over the holiday break. And you came up with a killer name, Gallant. You secured Get Gallant for $10, nobody was using it. And you're spending $25,000 a month building Gallant's software with your team of four. Two developers, one designer, and yourself, a jack-of-all-trades CEO with deep industry experience. Everyone is getting an agreed-upon $5,000 a month draw. This is $60,000 a year, and it's half as much as the developers were making at Facebook, and one-third of what Google had offered them to join their advertising technology team. But they each had two years of savings in the bank, and they wanted you uh, to join with them as co-founders, so you gave them 15% of the company each. You have $5,000 in other monthly expenses, including your rent and snacks and hosting costs. Your friends and family gave you $400,000 in seed funding, and your two developers invested $50,000 each for a total raise of $500,000. Your monthly burn is only $25,000 a month, the same as your spend, and you have 20 long months of runway. So when you look at this, we'll be looking at $500,000 
divided by $25,000 equals 20 months. Life is good. And life is good if you're a startup who can control their burn. And although the gallon company is not making any money, you have such a low burn rate compared to the cash on hand that your runway is luxurious. You and your team will be able to focus on listening to and delighting your customers for 14 months before the next fundraising. Why 14 months and not 20? Well, fundraising done right is a six-month process. So if you had 20 months of runway, you would start raising at month 14, so you had a full six months to do it. Some inexperienced founders will take shortcuts and think they can do it in two months or three months because their last fundraising, when they got lucky, took only a week or a month. Assume it takes six months. Fundraising can be very hard at times. You're confident the Gallon Company can find product market fit because you did a ton of user interviews. When you find product market fit, you plan on turning on revenue in month 12, which would lower your burn rate and extend your runway. So let's run the turn on revenue in month 13 scenario for a moment. Uh, this is so you consider how wonderful your life will be at the Gallon Company. The Gallon Company burns $25,000 a month for the first 12 months of its existence for a total loss of $300,000. That's money that's gone. It's been invested in the product. The cash on hand plummets from $500,000 to $200,000. You only have eight months of runway now, so you're going to get really focused, right? You can see the end of the runway, and you don't want to go off it. In two months, the Gallon Company will have to move into fundraising mode a process that will require massive focus for the founder for six months. The founder is not going to be able to run the business and run a fundraising process. You have to pick one. The Gallon Company starts charging their top 10 customers $1,000 a month to use their concierge service for a total of $10,000 a month in revenue. It's only $1,000, and it's only the top 10 customers. The Gallon Company keeps the $25,000 spend consistent, so the burn drops to $15,000 a month. Remember, you were spending $25,000, you made $10,000, you're now down to $15,000 a month. With their cash on hand being $200,000 and their burn $15,000, they have now extended their runway to just over 13 months as opposed to eight. With 13 months of runway, the founders can spend another seven months focused exclusively on delighting their customers and building their product before starting the next fundraising process. As you can see from this example, the founders of the Gallon Company have kept their burn rate low, giving the following advantages over other startups. In other words, their competitors. Focus. Because they've never hit six months of runway, they never triggered the highly distracting fundraising process. That is virtuous. And another is strength. When you're down to six months of runway, you often perceived as weak by your stakeholders. Stakeholders in this case are your team members, investors, customers, and most importantly, yourself. You're far from being considered in the death spiral. What's the death spiral? That's when a company is running out of money and nobody wants to catch a falling knife. This is what frequently happens to companies when they start their fundraising process too late or their burn is too high. You also have optionality. Given your exceptional management of this business, you have the option to take additional funding or not, because you can take it or leave, or leave it your desirable. Let me explain that. When a VC or an angel investor or a seed fund sees that you need the money, they're not attracted to you. When they see you don't need the money, they're attracted there is nothing that drives investors to want to invest than being told they can't. 
This is just human nature. If the company's doing that well, and they're going to want to invest, and if the company doesn't need the money, then they have that optionality of taking it or having a better negotiating position. As the founder of the Gallon Company, you have built massive credibility with the investment community, and you're easily going to get in-person meetings with a third of the investors you reach out to. And you built that credibility through the discipline of having a low burn rate and that focus on early customers and that nice long runway that builds your credibility. You've learned that you check all the boxes seed stage investors are looking for. You, as the founder, grew up with parents in the hotel business. You have some domain expertise. B, four founders. That's great. C, half your team is technical. That's great. D, your burn weight is not just low, it's minuscule. And E, you have 10 reference clients. Think about how great you look to investors. Compare that to somebody who didn't have reference clients, didn't have technical team members, and has no runway. That's an easy company to do a hard pass on. It could be very hard to pass on this company. Why do seed stage investors care so much about the four factors I'm mentioning? Here's the candid truth about each one. You've got deep knowledge and a personal stake in the industry, the one you grew up, with, grew up in and your parents still work in. It's so personal to you, this problem, that is something that will resonate with investors. And you have a solid team. Early stage investors have very little to make their decision on, so the team factors importantly in their decision about who to invest in. They are looking for a team that has a work ethic and skills and a track record to complete the mission. Having two people who worked at Facebook and yourself with a domain expertise and perhaps an axe to grind because this is your parents' business, this makes you look good. Personal problem and a solid team. These are two great places to start. The third place, technical founders. If you don't have technical co-founders, your team could be beat by a more passionate team with technical co-founders. Sure, you can hire mercenaries to write your code, but the great outcomes in Silicon Valley have trained investors to look for a Bill Gates, Mark Zuckerberg, or Steve Wozniak. If you run out of money, it's likely that at least one of your two developers, one of your two developers will keep writing code. Think about that. You have developers on this team in the Gallon Company that took a pay cut and invested their money to get that 15% stake. That is super desirable. And then you have the burn rate, the frugal founders who have a solid amount of runway, but not so much that they get lazy, seem to be the most focused. This is more attractive than goofus founders who are so focused on spending money. You've established that you're focused on making money and listening to clients, these reference clients. If you have one or two customers, investors will immediately think something is fishy. It's too few. Are they your friends? Are those your parents? Or somebody you worked with? Are they really using the product? Maybe it's your last boss throwing you a bone. When you get to double digit numbers of customers, they think you can't fake all 10 customers. So after meeting with 40 investors in person, the Gallon Company gets its first $500,000 lead check from a seed stage fund. Two other early stage investors sign on for an additional 500, and you're sitting on a cool 1.2 million in cash, 1 million from this funding round, and the 200 you'd never deployed from your friends and family round. You decide to build a model where your 1.2 million lasts 20 months, since that worked so well the last time around. 20 months, beautiful amount of runway, not too long, not too short. 
1.2 million divided by 20 months equals $60,000 a month in burn. You double the four founders draws, in this case, from 5,000 to 10, and the pressure is now off. You add two sales executives, hire a dev team of four in Uruguay for $10,000 a month total and decide to leave your co-working space and sign a lease for your own. You're now spending $60,000 a month. But you think that your sales executives can add $3,000 a month in reoccurring revenue for the next 12 months, which will get you to break even within 18 months. 18 months times 3,000 equals $52,000 in new revenue on top of your existing 10,000. Your legendary angel investor, the one who had six unicorns under her belt, tells you that if you can get to 80,000 a month in reoccurring revenue at break even or even a slight profit, she can get the interest of big venture capital firms to take the Series A meeting. The Series A VCs have seen this particular angel make other VC firms a lot of money over the last six unicorns she's invested in, and out of respect and greed, they take every introduction she sends seriously. Those VCs think if Gallant can get to $1 million in annual revenue off just $1.5 million invested, they must be a seriously focused and skilled team worthy of a big investment, and so they can add a zero to that yearly revenue number and hit $10 million in annual revenue. This is the end of the chapter. Now, let's go through a little bit of a review here. Number one, you need to work on solving a problem that you care deeply about. This is very attractive to investors. It's also very attractive to potential co-investors. Having domain expertise can lead to a critical insight that you have that others don't. That doesn't mean you have to have worked in the space for 10 or 20 years. It means you could have interviewed a ton of people there, but Domain expertise can come either from doing it or interviewing the people who have. Having a low burn rate makes your startup attractive to stakeholders. Keep that in mind in the early days. And having a technical co-founder or two will increase your likelihood of success, both because you'll get more done and also because if you run out of money, you'll still have those developers who are co-founders to work on the project and it will make you more attractive to investors. Managing your burn increases your runway. In other words, adding even a little bit of revenue and cutting your burn can have a dramatic impact. Having 18 months of runway gives you the ability to focus. Keep that in mind. When you're under 12 months of runway, everybody starts panicking. When you're over 18 months, everybody takes their time and really does things right. There needs to be a sense of urgency, but not a sense of panic. I've seen startups have 30, 40, 50 months in the bank. I've had startups with 30, 40, 50 months in the bank, and people lose their focus sometimes. And keep in mind that fundraising is a six-month process. Don't wait until your back is up against the wall and assume it's going to take twice as long as it did last time, because it might. Okay, so there you go. This is uh, the chapter from the new book I'm working on. It'll probably change when you read it and you buy the book, but I thought I'd give you a little preview. Now that we're at the end of this chapter, I'll ask you to send me your insights and thoughts. You probably want to listen to this twice if you're a founder. And in the next follow-up to this one, I'm going to talk about the Goofus Company. And the Goofus Company is one that spends recklessly and blows their burn rate and does everything wrong. You can imagine what I'm going to write just by thinking the opposite of what the Gallant Company did. And if you, any of you know the reference to Goofus and Gallant, email me, jason at calacanis.com, and explain to me what reference I'm using. Okay. Two other things I want to make you aware of. One, the Launch um, Scale Conference is coming up 
It's October 10th and 11th in San Francisco. And if you're a founder, you can come for free. Go to launchscale.net slash tickets. Launchscale.net slash tickets. We give away free founder passes to 1,000 uh, founders, and I think seven, 800 of those have already been taken. So there's maybe 200 left. You can also buy a virtual pass, or you can buy a summit pass, which gets you classroom seating, breakfast, and lunch. Or you can buy the coveted VIP pass, limited to 50 people or so. And that'll get you breakfast, lunch, and the special dinners. Ah, yes, LinkedIn jobs. I love LinkedIn. I've been spending a ton of time on LinkedIn. I love the new feed, by the way, where you can share information and see what your friends are up to. But putting aside their amazing new feed uh, that's highly addictive, I want to talk today about hiring. We all know that hiring is hard. We have many open positions here, and it takes us months to find high-quality candidates. And you know that your business is only as strong as the people you have working for you, like Emmy Award-winning producer Jackie and Jason DeMond, who runs the incubator. We have all these great people here. Well, where are those great people? They're on LinkedIn. It's the world's largest professional network, and it's the best way to find great talent. All that talent is sitting there ready and waiting. Yes, 70% of the U.S. workforce is already on LinkedIn. And if you're hearing my voice, you have a LinkedIn page. I know you do. And that means you also know that you're going to find quality candidates on LinkedIn. Businesses rate LinkedIn jobs 40% higher than job boards at delivering quality candidates. And you know why this is. It's because it's the world's largest professional network. So just ask the hundreds of thousands, yes, hundreds of thousands of businesses that have posted to LinkedIn jobs over the past year. 22 million professionals, and this is the amazing number, view and apply to jobs on LinkedIn every week. I'm not saying 22 million people log on to LinkedIn every week. That would be an amazing number in and of itself. No, 22 million people look at the jobs and apply to the jobs on LinkedIn every week. And that's in every industry. So if you're not using LinkedIn for your hiring needs, you are missing out. Here's your call to action, and this is a good one. I want you to go to linkedin.com slash twist, linkedin.com slash T-W-I-S-T. When you go there, you're going to get a $50 credit towards your first job posting. Think about that. 50 bucks is sitting there waiting for you. So I want you to pull over. I want you to get in front of your computer. I want you to get offline at Blue Bottle or wherever you're having your espresso and go to linkedin.com slash twist, linkedin.com slash twist and get that $50 credit. Terms and conditions apply, of course, like any of these things. And uh, I can tell you, we've had an incredible, incredible run finding highly talented people on LinkedIn and using LinkedIn jobs. So get that 50 bucks and give it a shot. Let me know how it goes for you. LinkedIn.com slash twist. Hey, and go follow me. Add me as a contact on LinkedIn. You can find me, Jason Calacanis. I'm right there. And you'll see how often I'm on there. I'm posting clips from the show. I'm asking questions. LinkedIn is just on fire. Uh, So go ahead and go to linkedin.com slash twist for your $50 credit today. Today.